0: I want you to turn to two passages of Scripture, Genesis 1 and Luke 7. So open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 and then put a marker in Luke 7 so that we can flip over there sometime during the message. I'm going to share with you a message entitled, Marvelous Moms. Marvelous Moms. There was a second grade teacher that uh, taught her class on the magnet. M-A-G-N-E-T, a a magnet. And she taught the whole lesson about what a magnet does and all about a magnet. And the next day she gave the class, second graders now, a little quiz. She said, uh, this was the quiz, my full name has six letters. The first letter is M. I pick up things. What am I? Over half the class responded with the answer, mother. Mother. Well, mothers do pick up things, but there's a reason that they pick up things. And let me also say, by the way, they shouldn't have to pick up some things. Men, if you had said amen right then, you could have gotten some points. (laughs) But why do moms do what they do? And why are moms wired the way they are wired? Who thought up moms? Who invented moms? Well, look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, God said, Let us, I want you to notice the word us is plural. Let us make man, and that word for man is mankind. Let us make mankind in our, again plural, our image, according to our likeness, plural. And let them, That's plural again. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds there, the cattle, all the earth, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. God created female. Now, I'm going to make a statement that might shock you, and I'm not trying to put out some sort of a new doctrine. I understand that God is referred to as the Father. Jesus is the Son. I understand all that, but I want to make a statement to help us understand something. God is not male. Some of you might be thinking, praise the Lord. <laughs> and and I, I can prove it scripturally, but let me just give you a little common sense proof of it. I know that He's not male because it, there's no way... That a male could create a female. We, we don't even understand them. How could we create one? The, the word female, by the way, actually means opposite of male. When you put the F-E on the front, it means opposite of male. And obviously they are. <laughs> In wonderful ways. So God created Moms. God put within mothers the ability to mother. And and I want to show you that. And I want to show you some things about moms today, some qualities that mothers have that they got from God. Alright? So here, here's the first one. Number one, moms know. When you think about it, they just know. That they, they are the closest thing to omniscience that we have on this earth. They know all and they see all Is that right? They know what you're thinking. They know what their husbands are thinking. They know what their children think. They know what other mothers are thinking. They can read minds. Now, I'm telling you, my mother growing up always knew what I was thinking. And would ask me about it while I was thinking it. My wife, to this day, knows what I'm thinking. We'll be at a party, and I'll think of something. I'll be thinking about doing something that I think would be entertaining. (laughs) And she'll be on the other side of the room, and I'll just kind of glance over and catch her eye, and she'll go... How did she know? Well, let, let, let me read you a few scriptures. I'm telling you because they get this from God. Matthew 9, 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts. Matthew 12, 25. Jesus knew their thoughts. Luke 5, 22. Jesus perceived their thoughts. Luke 6, 8. He knew their thoughts. Luke eleven seventeen. 17. But He, knowing their thoughts. Jesus had mother in Him. And mom's. Know what you're thinking they, they 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 you ever heard of a woman's intuition okay, where does she get this from? She gets it from God. men don't have this men don't know what other men are thinking, <laughs> nor do we care <laughs> you know one of the most obvious one of the most famous or or Uh, important questions women ask men all the time. What do they ask us? What are you thinking? And what do we say? Nothing. It's true. It's true. We're, We're not thinking about anything. It's possible for us. It's not possible for you, but it's possible for us. But I'm telling you, they get this from God. So listen to me carefully. God knows what you're thinking. Now, here's the question you're probably wondering. How does that encourage me, Pastor? (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Because in the same way that a good mother knows what you're thinking and loves you anyway. That's the way God is. God knows your thoughts and he loves you anyway. And... A mother wants to talk to you about what you're thinking. Is that right? De- Debbie will tell me. to say, y- you know uh, what, uh, James, James is dating a new girl right now, and da-da-da, and you know this, and da-da-da. And she'll tell me all this stuff, and I'll say, where'd you get that from? Just say, he told me. I say I just talked to him. <laughs> the only thing he told me was he thought a 12-inch worm was better than a 10-inch worm for fishing. That's the only thing he said the whole time we talked. But when he gets around her, he just pours it out. Okay, listen to me. You can do that with God. God knows what you're thinking, and he wants to talk to you about it. He wants to. Debbie said to me one time, she said, um, I'm going through kind of a dry time spiritually right now. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I just, I don't really have a desire. She said it real soft. She said, I don't really have a desire to read the Bible right now. And I said to her, you ought to talk to God about that. She said, I don't want to tell him. (laughs) And I said to her, I think he just heard you. (laughs) I said, no, he, he, he already knows. He knows. And here's the great thing about God. He knows everything you're thinking still loves you. And he'd like to talk to you about it. So. Moms know. Here's the second thing about moms I want to take. Number two, moms care. They care. They not only know what's going on in your life, but they care. In the San Antonio paper a while back, there was a story about um, an aunt that locked a 10-month-old, her niece, baby, in the car accidentally. It was in August. It was 99 degrees. And they were doing everything they could to get this baby out. And the neighbor had a hanger. and. And uh, they'd called 911, and a tow truck driver showed up, and the baby was just hysterical. Uh car had been, been in there for quite a while now. The tow truck driver immediately just grabbed a hammer and broke the back window out. And they got the baby out. The mom was elated. The aunt was mad. <laughs> you know what that shows is, who was the mom? The aunt was more concerned about the car. mom didn't care about the car kind of reminds me of a story in the Bible, remember, with King Solomon? Two ladies say, this is my child. He said, oh, I can tell you which one's the real mother. We'll just cut the baby in half. One said, fine, the other one said, no way. That's the real mother. Why? Because moms care. Where, where do they get this from? They get it from God. God has compassion for us. Sometimes you might think that a mother is overly protective, you know, to this day. All of our children, when they would come home, if their uh, curfew was later than when we'd go to bed, and that's happening more and more because we go to bed earlier and earlier now. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll be going to bed at 6 and getting up at midnight. <clears throat> but all of our children, when they come in after, after uh, uh, um, we've gone to bed, they have to come in and kiss her goodnight. Now, I go on to sleep. I mean, I'm sacked out, crashed. She can't go to sleep fully until they come in and kiss her goodnight. Why? Because she's a mother. She has compassion. She has caring. There's something in her that just, I want to know where they are and if they're safe at all times. You understand what I'm saying? Well, she gets that from God. Look, Look at Luke 7 now. Luke 7, there's a story where Jesus has an encounter with a mother. Luke chapter 7, look at verse 12 and when he came near the gate of the city behold a dead man was being carried out the only son of his mother and she and, and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her when the lord saw her he had compassion god is a god of compassion He had compassion on her, and he said, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Why did Jesus have compassion on this mother? Because he's a God of compassion. He knew immediately how she felt. And I'm telling you that moms get this from Jesus. Let me read you another scripture. Matthew 9, 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now we understand the analogy of sheep and a shepherd. But let me show you another scripture about Jesus having compassion. Matthew 23, 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Now this is Jesus speaking. A man... How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. That's strange for a man to say. He didn't say, I wanted to gather you as a rooster does. He said, as a hen does. See, Jesus was fully man and fully God. This was not the man speaking. (laughs) Because men don't think this way. This was God. And God created hens and roosters, by the way. The old question is, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer is the chicken and the rooster. (laughs) Because you have to... Okay, never mind. (laughs) Compassion. God is a God of compassion. Moms have compassion. Moms care. Hey, who did you run to when you were a child and you fell and scraped your knee? mom? You didn't run to Dad. You go to Dad, Dad says, that's nothing. (laughs) I killed a bear with my loose-leaf notebook on the way to school one morning, son. Get over it. What does a mom do? Come, 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 let Mommy take care of Dad. And Mommy, kiss that, make that better. Look, look, Look at the Look at, look at this scripture. Watch this. Isaiah 66, 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. And you'll be comforted in Jerusalem. This is God talking. Now, how could God say, I'm going to comfort you like a mother comforts you? Unless he knows how mother comforts. He does because mothers came out of God. God invented and created mothers. Now, here's what I want you to understand. God knows and God cares. See, I want you to relate all of these points to God because moms got these abilities from God. God knows what you're going through and he cares. Do you realize how that one statement could change your theology and your life? This is one of the greatest lies of the enemy. The enemy tries to tell every person, God doesn't even know what you're going through. He doesn't even know what you're going through. There's just too many people on this earth. And furthermore, even if he knew, he wouldn't care. Well, that's a lie. God knows the number of hairs on your head. Or for some of you, the number of hairs that have fallen out. (laughs) He knows. He knows individually every. Person. He knows and he cares. And here's the third thing about moms. Moms help. They help. They have nurture in them. They like to nurture. They are born. Women are born with nurture. My daughter, when she was just three years old, would line her baby dolls up and put a, a piece of paper and a crayon in front of each of them and teach. And of course, every now and then we'd go by the room and one of them had apparently acted up and was getting a spanking. <laughs> she, she wanted to be a mommy when she was just a baby. When she was nine years old, we started the church in our home with 30 people. And she watched, when she was nine, she was watching the younger children in another room. My boys were older. I couldn't have asked them to watch children. They'd have been watching the game, and the kids would have been running all over the place. They don't have that in them. My, my uh, boys, we live by Mark and Sandy Job. Mark is one of our pastors in Global Ministries, and uh, Carrie Job is on our worship team. One of our worship pastors. Well, Carrie Job is about the age of my oldest son, and Kristen Job, her younger sister, about the age of my son James. And so we we lived together twenty five years ago, close to each other. And uh, just down the street from each other. And so Carrie and Kristen would come down and play with Josh and James. And Carrie told me a story one time. She said, you know, we tried to get Josh and James to play with Barbies one time. (laughs) She said, we brought our Barbies down to the house and we thought things were going well. She said, until they put our Barbies in a Jeep, a G.I. Joe Jeep, sent it out about 20 feet and blew it up. He said, they blew our Barbies up. And so I called Josh and I said, Josh, did you, did you do this? He said, yeah. I said, son, listen to me. I, I have never been more proud of you than I am right now. I'm so proud of you. I said, did they go high? Oh, about three feet, Dad. That's great, son. Way to go. That's boys. They're different than girls. Why? Because they, they get this from God. They desire to nurture people, to care for people. Look, 1 Thessalonians 2.7. This is Paul talking. But we were gentle, gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. This is a man talking. Where does he get this? He gets this from God. This guy used to kill people. He was a persecutor of the church. Now he becomes a cherisher and a nurturer and a, a gentle mother of the church. Matthew twelve twenty, a bruised reed, speaking of Jesus, a bruised reed he will not break. And a smoking flax he will not quench. A bruised reed he will not break. You ever been bruised? Every one of us have been bruised by this world. But Jesus is gentle. He said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and gentle. I am gentle. How, how do you keep a bruised reed from breaking? You have to be gentle. You have to nourish it and, and nurture and cherish it. Now, I do want you to notice it doesn't say he'll take the bruised reed out of the world. The bruised reed is still in the world. There are still storms, there are still difficulties. To bring into modern day, there are still recessions. There are still trials and tribulations. But here's the great thing. He'll take you through them. He may not take you into them, but he'll take you through them. And that's something that I want to say to you. I want to correct some theology that I hear every now and then. And I know people are trying to turn to God in the situation, but I think it's still phrased the wrong way. People have said to me, well, Pastor, I know God wouldn't have taken me into this. If it wasn't for my good. Okay, I understand that God turns things for our good. But I do want to tell you something. God doesn't take us into everything we get into. <laughs> some of it we get in on our own. And some of it, it's just life. So, please understand. God may not take you into it, but He will take you through it. Mom's help. Well, hear me. God wants to help. This sermon is simple simple. And deep and complex at the same time. Because if we'll catch this, here's the theology behind it. God knows. God cares. And God wants to help. So whatever you're going through right now, He knows. He cares. And He wants to help.